0: Hello friends, so I know that we said we were going to get into the book of Luke since we finished the book of John, but today I'm going to actually go into this book that I had that I had discussed with you guys earlier. It is called What the New Testament Authors Really Cared About, a Survey of Their Writings, and it was given to me by a friend of mine named Jacoby Horace. So this first section really dives into who, when, where, and why for the book of John. The Who says early church tradition named John the Apostle as the author. The earliest evidence comes from Theophilus of Antioch and Irenaeus, who said John himself, the disciple of the Lord, published the gospel while he was staying at Ephesus. If John the Apostle wrote the Gospel, we can understand why the Gospel was recognized as authoritative, despite its differences from the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John the Apostle most likely referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved or beloved disciple. The author was an eyewitness of Jesus' life, and this gives John one fourteen and twenty one twenty four through twenty five as reference, and was fully trusted by Jesus to care for his mother. Some scholars today, however, do not think that John wrote the fourth gospel, suggesting other authors such as John the Elder, based on a reading of a quote by Papias, John Mark, or Lazarus, who is called the one you love, referencing Jesus in John chapter 11 verse 3. The traditional view that the author is the John, the son of Zebedee, is more likely. And the two who he wrote it for, it says, John probably did not write his gospel merely to a Johannine community, as some claim, but had the broader Christian community in mind when he wrote it. The when, it says, since John does not show clear dependence on the synoptic gospels and does not mention the destruction of the temple, A date before 70 is feasible, though anywhere from 65 to 95 is possible. Dates later than 125 have been rejected, since the finding of the Ryland's Papyrus 457 dated 135 through 150. Where Ephesus is the traditional place of authorship, and why? Some think that John wrote this gospel to supplement the synoptic gospels, or to correct an overemphasis on John the Baptist, or to combat pronostic ideas. Humans are divine souls trapped in an evil body. John himself tells us that his main purpose was to strengthen believers and perhaps also to evangelize. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, is the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. that's from john 20 verse 31. this is all written by a man named matt williams by the way so in this section it says john in his gospel proclaimed that god the father sent jesus because he loved the world demonstrated that jesus was the christ the son of god made clear that jesus fulfilled the old and brought the new celebrated that jesus provided a way Delighted that the way was open to all. Rejoice that those who believe enter life now. Explain that just as the Father sent Jesus, Jesus sent out his followers. So this first paragraph is kind of small. It is titled, Carefully Crafted Verses from John. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's from John 3.16. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's from John 10.10. So this next paragraph is called, John in his gospel proclaimed that God the Father sent Jesus because he loved the world. God. Everything must start and end with God, especially in the gospel of John. John used the term God 83 times. And Father, over 100 times, with reference to God the Father. God the Father was the initiator of salvation. The one who sent, who loved, who led, and who was glorified. Although John showed that Jesus the Son received glory, Jesus was ultimately concerned to glorify the Father. Father, glorify your name. That's from John 12:28. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. That's from John seventeen one. John wanted to communicate that God was a relationally loving God who desired to comfort the dark, sinful world, which was headed toward death and destruction. God loved the world. So he sent Jesus. This little section right here is called John the Gospel at a Glance. And it breaks down the book of John by 1 through 12 is called the book of signs, and 13 through 21 is called the book of glory. This next paragraph is called God Loved. Religion is often seen as humanity's attempt to reach up to the heavens. John, however, showed that God was fulfilling the Old Testament. Expectation of a caring God who would come to comfort his fallen creation. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. As from Isaiah forty one through 2 Humans were not working their way to heaven. Rather, God came and provided a way. John showed that God sent his son because he loved us that's from John three sixteen. Jesus offered up his life as a sacrifice because he loved us greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends that's from John 15 verse 13. This was good news termed gospel for a lost humanity The creator God, the all-powerful Lord of the universe, was loving and desirous of a relationship with his frail creation, so much so that he went to great lengths in providing the way of forgiveness so that they could be brought back into relationship with him. This next paragraph is called God Loved the World. John wanted his readers to understand how much God loved the world, that he used the word world 78 times in his gospel. The term world, cosmos, is found just four times in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Although the idea that God loved all people, both Jew and Gentile, appeared in the Old Testament, the message that God chose Israel as his special people was emphasized. Though God initially chose Abraham with the hopes that through Abraham, all peoples on earth will be blessed through him, Referencing Genesis 12, verse 3. Many Jewish people in Jesus' day de emphasized God's love for the Gentiles. This next paragraph is called God Loved the World, So He Sent Jesus. Because God loved this sinful world, He was motivated to act. God could not sit idle because the world was in a bleak situation, it was captive to sin and darkness. Under the influence of the ruler of this world. That's from John 12 verse 31, John 16 verse 11, the devil is put in John 8 verse 44, this is also in John 13 verse 2, or Satan in 13 verse 27 of John. And as a result will be judged, condemned, and finally brought to death that's from john five twenty four as surely as the blind man could not see anything in John nine and often stumbled and fell, so too the world was in darkness and desperate for the invasion of the light of this world. That's from John nine verse five, so that they would not stumble and fall. That's from John eleven verse ten, Jesus, the Word who was with God the Father, that's from John 1 verse 1, was sent by the Father to the world in order to reveal his love. John showed that the idea of Jesus being sent from above was very important by using send verbs about 60 times in his gospel. The Shaleah principle in Judaism said that the sent one is as the sender, which signified that the one sent had all the authority of the sender. Jesus, as the sent one, comes from the Father with all his authority. And that's from John 3, verse 34, John 4, verse 34, John 7, verse 29, and John 8, verse 26. Jesus came as the good shepherd who loved and took care of his sheep. From John ten fifteen, and 28 in contrast to the bad shepherds of Israel who were blind. That's from John 9:40 40 through 41. The Jewish leaders of Jesus' day were not taking care of the sheep, so God sent a descendant of David to rescue them in fulfillment of Ezekiel 34, verse 23. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. This good shepherd would rescue and seek out the lost sheep, bind up the injured, give them peace, lead them to good pasture, and tend them, from Ezekiel 34. This is love. Jesus, the sent one of God, sacrificed his own life on behalf of his sheep, all because God loved the world. As the sent one, Jesus did only what the Father told him to. That's from John 14, verse 31, and John 5, verse 19. Jesus, the perfectly obedient son, shared in the ministry of the Father and said near the end of his life, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. That's from John 17, verse 4, and John 19, verse 30. It is finished. Just as the only hope for the royal official's son, who was close to death, was life through Jesus, John 4:47, 47, this dead world could find hope only in the life that was brought through the sent one, Jesus. This next paragraph is kind of small, but it's called, John, in his gospel, demonstrated that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. Though John emphasized God the Father, Christology, the study of the person of Christ, was also one of John's most important emphases. Jesus was the expected Jewish Messiah, but he was also much, much more. So this chapter goes on for quite a while, so that's where I'm going to wrap up for today. I hope you guys really learned something from this, because I am definitely learning so much. And I really appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, just, you know, email me and I'll get back to you. I hope you all have a great day today. Till next time.